Hello good people and welcome to the Brunswick Bee Collective. This is part of our USA season and this episode is all about Texas and it's a bit bit unique only because uh, while uh, my comrades here didn't go to Texas, um, in this trip they've been to Texas probably the same places in um, uh, previous trips. So I'm Chris Jordan, with me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. And with me is Jeffrey Chin. G'day. And today, we're talking more about like um, a crawl and our endless sort of... The, uh, it's almost like a, a, a comparison as to um, what has changed since each of us went there. I was there most recently, um, specifically to Austin. I never got to the other cities there. But I think the one thing we all have in common is, have none of us got to Jester King? No, no so not, I was, I was there in... End of April, twenty sixteen, as part of the uh, yeah the trip that Jeff Jeff Lauren and I did. Um, also, did not get to Jester King, mainly because yeah I only had sort of a few days, three three days in the city, and um, yeah didn't want to spend half a day you know spend forty five hours in a taxi out there, drink some beers, come back when mm. there are more than enough great beers and. Uh, bars, including many which sell Just a King beers in Austin itself. Yeah. Um, Jeff, was that your reason? Uh, no, I think... Well, I went in 2012. I don't think I even knew Just a King existed in 2012. Uh, that was my reasoning. Yeah. yeah. I think that was... that was Yeah, because that was really just the beginning of the craft beer journey, mm. really, for me. So, yeah, would not have even been... Yeah, so I definitely... Whilst I've been to most of the other places... In the US that I've been to since then, Texas one place I've only ever been back then. So yeah, definitely want to go back and re-explore. It's an interesting place. Well, Texas in general. Yeah. I mean, I went yeah. to San Antonio to try their unique style of Tex-Mex, which everyone says is amazing. Houston is a city where everyone talks about as being sort of an underrated food city. A lot of a uh, lot of really big Vietnamese community in Houston. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like um, Vietnamese sort of first generation. American born doing amazing things, fusing like Texas barbecue and Vietnamese cooking and stuff and all these other immigrant cultures. There's all this really amazing food stuff happening in Houston and probably up until a few years ago, never a city that really would have been Mm. on my list. Yep. Dallas, because I don't know, Dallas, why not? There's got to be shit there because it's Dallas, right? (laughs) Yeah. Texas, that would be a place that you could easily do an entire holiday in just that state. For sure. I've definitely been to Dallas Airport, um, although it wasn't overly interesting. However, talking about airports, um, I uh, one thing that one thing that was um, odd, or at least one, one thing that um, uh, surprised me was when that we were flying off to when we were flying out from uh, New Orleans to Austin. Uh, we we're at the airport, and um, I was uh, I was drinking some sort of beer that I can't recall. Um, but M found 19 Crimes, the wine that's like oh. really popular out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like, yep, yeah, there's a 19 Crimes from Australia. Turns out, I think it's owned by um, AB and Bev. Okay. You know, just to just to really make it equal parts um, um, nice and annoying simultaneously. <laughs> well, I guess that would be the whole um, like Treasury Wines, Fosters. Yeah, that whole thing. That, that yeah. sort of. Uh, thing yeah but okay so we're going to start with um 
because when uh, when we flew in, um, a friend of ours picked uh, picked us up, and um, the first thing uh, first thing we did was we got to the east side of Te- um, Austin, and then um, as we do for every um, city we go to, I look up on the map and I see breweries in that area, and there's a flood of them everywhere. So we went we wind up for a start at a place called Blue Owl. And Blue Owl is a place that, Paul, you went to. Yes. So I yeah, went there in 2016. That was my last day of, yeah, almost a month in the States. And what I found interesting there. So I was saying today I should have brought my Blue Owl glass. So that was um, on the day where I learnt that in Austin, breweries aren't allowed to sell beer. Right. To- yeah. Mm. But they are allowed to sell you a glass, which comes with X amount of tasters. So the general thing is you buy a $10 glass and you get four tasters with it. So, um, yes, I ended up with, um, with several, several glasses and it was my yeah, last day. So I literally had all my luggage with me, just going to a few breweries on the way to the airport and... Yeah, but I discovered Blue Owl. They were so relatively new back in 2016. And yes, a sour only brewery. And their whole thing was, um, yeah, doing, just changing the way people think about sours. Obviously, sours were less common yep. three years ago. And I think it was the, um, I can't remember, it was the way they, there's certain brewing techniques. They're doing some things that are different than a lot of other sour breweries. So yeah, when I said to Chris, I said, yeah, definitely go check out Blue Owl. That was certainly one of the more, most in- interesting breweries that I went to when I was there three years ago. Although I should flag the stupid part is that I complete, I'd completely forgotten it, forgotten about that until um, I got to Blue Owl and it's like, hang on a second, Paul said to look at, uh, look out for this place. Because we got there by accident. But the sad part was, was that um, I was with two people who uh, uh, usually drink wine, not beer. And so it was like, no, they didn't really sell wine. And so we went to a place called the White Horse. Now the White Horse is like a boot scooting bar. I've also been there. Um, um, and the, you know there was like people like real cowboys. It was hilarious, but strangely, um, uh, it felt appropriate for the area. But they also had um, Blue Owl everywhere. They had all the Blue Owl stuff on there, which was really cool. And I'm leading all this up because of the fact. We are now drinking a Blue Owl right now. We are drinking the Van Dam, which is uh, D-A-Y-U-M. Damn. Damn. Uh, exclamation point. It's a sour red ale. No, it's sour mashed, apparently. Uh, that's that's their point of difference. All their sours are sour mashed. Mm-hmm. Or at least were three years ago. Right. Well, it's still in the can. Um, it's <laughs> also apparently poised, uh, multitude, and jaunty. Jaunty. That's yep. also not a commonly used word to describe yeah. anything. Me, no. Me, me like beer. <laughs> I bought the can specifically because it was a red ale. Well, and you chose it. well because I had what I had four free beers with my ten dollar glass when I was there. And uh, You didn't you didn't pay at all, but you love glassware. Yeah. I gave one of the beers three point five, two of them three point seven five, and one of them four. And this was the one I gave four, so it is a beautiful beer. I'm looking forward to seeing if I still think it is a four three is um. Right. Um. What What is the ABV on this? I can't see it. Five point seven. Okay. Ah, oh, is that the uh, text one of the states where you don't need to write? I look the ABV on. 
Uh, I might be turning it too fast, but I haven't spotted it so far. No, I can't see it. Let's see if we can... Uh, um, first we'll do this. Yeah, 5.7% 32 IBUs. Um, what, are, what are people saying about it? Um, what are people saying about it? Yeah, it is. I don't think it is written on this can. It's remarkable. Um, so I, I said, wow. <laughs> hey, but at least you commented. I commented. Uh, what have we I mean, got? Yeah, you're, got? Fu- you're fueling um, the content of someone else's craft beer podcast. That is it. Uh, Salvadores, sour caramel, 3.5, location undisclosed. Uh, Thomas O. Damn. Yeah, I suspect there'll be a few yeah. of those. 3.5, uh, location undisclosed. Also, I think because it's a beer that's been around for at least three years, it may, it may be uh, struggling to find mm. some comments. You mean ones that aren't uh, aren't there? Yeah. Uh, Chris T, Chris D, great balance, a little smoky. I don't really taste smoke, but it's very well balanced. Mm. Uh, four stars. He bought it from uh, Total Wine and More in San Antonio. <laughs> I, I like anything that's um and more. And more. Uh, Wendy L, sour, but not many, not really many flavors I could pick up. Just sour, three out of five. Yeah, good. Uh, Eric D at Bangers. Which um, it's on Rainy, that is a venue on Rainy Street. It's called Bangers because they sell um, a variety of hot hot dogs with various um, house made sausages. But they also believe, um, don't quote me on the exact number, but they have close to either just under or just over 100 beers on tap. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Amazing venue with a cool, big outdoor area. Really, really cool venue. So if Bangers is a place I think it is. Um, we tried to get in there that night. The reason why we couldn't was because I had all these beers in my backpack. Oh, really? They wouldn't let me in because I had alcohol. <laughs> Which is a certain irony. Yeah. Oh. It's like, I'm coming here to buy beers. <laughs> like, uh, I swear I'll buy beers. I'm not going to drink these in here. Um, Julie T. Two sour. 1.5. Just because you don't like sour beers. No need to mark down a sour for that. No. Jesse T. At New Earth Market, poised, multitude, and jaunty. I'd say that's an apt description. Yeah. 3.5. That multitude isn't a word. Multitude. Yeah, Michael M. Yeah. Can't remember this one either. I don't know. Jaunty. <laughs> having or night? expressing lively, cheerful, or self-confident. So lively, bright. Mm-hmm. Brisk. 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 <laughs> so as opposed to... um. As opposed to Julie T, Lauren at Fisheries Command says it's a little sour and smooth. Four stars. All right. Uh, what do we think about this beer? Hmm. Lots of pauses here. I've got, had quite a few sours recently, so we have lots of, mm. lots of points of comparison. It seems like the majority of the beers we brought back were sours. Mm. Um, yeah. Sours and stouts. Yeah, I think this 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 is this is quite good. I think this is this is a good like you know if this was the stock sour that a brewery produced, I would be very yeah, happy with yeah. this. So I think that smells like a like you smell it and you're like yeah that that that's a sour and a red. Mm. Like it's exactly yeah you don't encounter this. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'll give that. I think I'll give it a three point seven five. I think it's it's a cut above a three and a half. I don't think it's 
I don't think it's four worthy. Like it's mm. not blowing me away, but it, it's yeah, it's, it's very good. Yeah, I think three three years ago I was very early in my um, sour discoveries. I think in twenty nineteen it's, um, it's it's not a four, especially you, know, you compare it against some of the other sours we've had now. So, but it is still fantastic, and it's yeah, it's more of a well, it, it is a core range beer, and I think it's yeah, it's good, but it's a three point seven five. It's no, it's no worse than it is. I have my palate has evolved. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I think this is a damn, damn fine beer. Um, but I agree, it is. It's really, it, it it's a perfect core range beer, but it is only a three point. It's a, a three, a perfect three point seven five, I suppose. Um, it really nails it. I really like the fact that it's a red ale. Um, yeah, good work, Blue Ale. Um, did we all set on 3.75? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was very nice. So we're going to have a quick pause and then we'll be back with more beer ventures and more beers. And we're back. And moving on from, uh, moving on from our last brewery, the Blue Out. Uh, so I didn't actually have any beers, uh, beers um, from this place, but I think it's worth talking about. There's a place called um, ABGB, which is the Austin, uh, Austin Brewery um, Beer Garden, or Garden, Austin Beer Garden Brewery, um, which uh, I don't know. It's one of those places where that. So um, my friend who was there, she was she was adamant that um, it, when when you come to Austin um, and you like craft beer, you have to come to this place. And it was, it was really nice, but it was, um, the beer was, you know, I mean, it's nothing that you would sort of, uh, they're very good, um, beers for the people. They're, um, very good craft beers. There's nothing, there's nothing terribly, um, exciting about them, but they're all very interesting beers. And I get a taste and paddle, things like that. But the, uh, one interesting part was, was, was it was a really nice, um, big, and I suppose it's, um, it's similar to when we were talking about back in Alabama when we're talking about the um at the beer garden at uh, the Avondale yeah. Brewing Company where um ABGB had this uh, sort of feel where you go out there and it's on there are lo- there are loads of trestle tables like you'd find a park and the trestle tables all just had you know there were like you know um rows upon rows of them and long, uh, long lines, people uh, sort of like stealing beer from each other, people sort of stealing pizza from each other. But it felt, it felt like the sort of, um, it almost felt like the sort of um, Southern America that you would see on TV shows. Um, it was a really nice feel to it. And I suppose, uh, t- uh, to me, it stands, at, uh, the place itself stands at not, not as much as being a, not not as much as being a craft beer place, but more about being that that um, quintessential experience of if that you're at a um, a craft beer beer or at a beer garden in um, maybe Texas or maybe in the south. It was a really interesting place. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to say, I always say people, work colleagues actually, who maybe are not into craft beer and that. I always say, look, if we're going to a place to drink, pretty much, I'm happy to go. I don't. I'm happy to go to a place that's. Not a great venue as such, but has amazing beers. Or go to a place that has not great beers, but has an amazing atmosphere. Yummy. But it's got to have one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's then, yeah, TLDR, the place that the people usually want to go to, is both has no atmosphere and crap beer. 
So I'm like, yeah, no. But um, ABGB, I agree with you. So I'm checking. So I did go there. Um, bit of a different vibe when you're by yourself. <laughs> but um, I did get a tasting paddle and yeah, 3.5, 3.5, 4, 3.75, 3.25. So I think that sums oh, wow. up. Yeah. That sums up. Mm. Yeah. Mostly would drink again. Two that impressed, one that really, imp- one that impressed, one that really impressed, one that I wouldn't drink again. I'm telling you, the one that I would drink again was the Big Mama Red. Oh, there are Imperial Red Ale. I had that too, yeah. Right. Let me just see whether I actually um, drank that beer. Right. I, I, I feel like um, it's it's the perils of having... Um, um, yeah. Unsurprisingly, the one that I gave 3.25 was the uh, New Style American Girlfriend, which is their Euro Lager. <laughs> <laughs> it was their Pale, the Train Jumper that I gave 3.75. But yeah, I remember going there because I I walked. I did a lot of walking that day. That place is a long way to walk to. Yeah, but I was by myself and had nothing else to do. Right, good point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I remember just getting there and like you said, it's just a... It's the kind of space that you want to go to with a group of friends and just chill on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I did have the Big Mama Red. Uh, what did I give it? I gave it 3.75. So, yeah, mm. good, good beer. And, you know, I mean, I can't go past a red ale, especially when it's an imperial red. Right. Um, but I, I do think it's one of those places where that I was just... Uh, uh, again, I think it's worth talking about just because it really defined the what what I felt like was an Aust- a quintessential Austin um, experience. And there is a place near there. So I thought you need a brew, you need a beers there. Um, interestingly... It's a place that... Witchcraft Beer Store. Witchcraft? Very close. Uh, witch, but witch is spelt like... You know, choice, witch. Oh. Right. Witchcraft, yeah. Nice playing words. Um, awkward, but nice. I believe that was close. I think that was only like a 10, 15 minute walk from AB... ABGB. ABGB. Um, yeah, so they had a... You need a sampling thing when I was there. I don't think it's normally a place you can drink at. But a really cool craft beer bottle shop. Hmm. So if you do go to ABGB and you're looking to buy a few takeaways of some interesting stuff later on, um, I'd highly recommend going to Witchcraft. And I should flag that just down the road from that was a place. Um, so while my other half, she was off uh, doing yoga, um, there was a um, bar just around the corner, um, which was called Gibson. She found a yoga studio to go to while you guys were there. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it was it was well worth it because there was a pub around the corner, and it it was one of those. It, I think I, I, I we talk about it a lot, but um, you get very 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 spoiled because it was like it was like a local spa, and you know they just had happy hour on, and uh, you walk in there, and it was called Gibson Bar. You walk in there, and it was like, all right, I'm getting some sort of fancy Deschutes beer, and this is this is going to be my um, happy hour beer, and that was normal. It was very, it was very similar to when we were in, um, in Charleston, where it was like this, this is a happy hour beer, and it's um, yep. um, the dank from Wicked Weed. It was, it's just sort yeah. of, and that was that was around halfway between, um, halfway along uh, towards ABGB. But it's, it's just an, it's just a nice sort of thing if you end end up in that part of Austin, where that you can just sort of say, okay, um, this is where all the locals are. There's no tourists there. Um, but there's a really amazing beer selection. And of course, the um, the most important question of the night is, 
did you have a Lone Star? No, I did not. Didn't have a Lone Star. Right. Wait, wait, wait. The Lone Star is the... Um... Oh, it's the Victoria Bitter, the emu export oh, of no. uh, Texas. Look, I mean, I'm very happy that I missed it. Brewed by Pabst. That makes sense. Rates 2.86. I gave it a 2.5, so, you know. Right. Shit, but it's no Natty Light. <laughs> it's not Natty Light shit. It's more like Bud, Budweiser shit. Uh, can, can I just can I just say it's not even Resh's shit. No, Resh's oh, is no, yeah. don't bring that up, Jesus. Um, can I just say how um, quite often, especially in Australia, how surprised I am whenever I see somebody and that they've um, like legitimately, not even ironically, almost order a PBR, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, why? I mean, it would uh, they're definitely they're definitely not brewing it at here. I would think, which means oh, it's already it's... been imported. Um, for a long time before it got to the got to our shores, I can't think of anything worse. Really, interesting. The Lone Star Light rates higher than Lone Star. Not by <laughs> me. I only get Lone Star Light two. <laughs> well, I mean the light the light beer version is it almost appear- it's basically the default version of most of these beers, like mm-hmm. Miller Light and Coors Light and, and Bud Na- Light. Natural are, Light, yeah, yeah, are by far the more popular versions of those beers than the kind of the full the full fat versions. It's and quite course, interesting. And of course, the Michelin Ultra. And of course, the Michelin Ultra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic. Star Light. That must have been the airport. Yep, Austin Berkshire International Airport. Comment the things we do for an airport check in. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, no, no, go, go. I was going to say, beyond all this, we are actually drinking yet another Texan beer. Yeah, I was, and I was just going to say, um, obviously, if you want to uh, find out more about Austin breweries, um, there's the guide that you used that I did yes. three years ago, which I think is pretty. You didn't really discover anything new. Like, no, I think every, no, everything that I went to still exists. Um, yeah, it, it seems was to still be the thing to do. So it was very, very valuable. It was a sort. Of, it was like, I, I mean, I probably um, could have googled and I got some idea of what was around, but I wouldn't have known. Especially when you've got a sea of breweries, you don't really know which ones. You know, you've only got a day, really. Yeah, but it was very helpful. So anyway, look up on the city lane for the Austin um, Beer City Guide. It's very good. But right now we're drinking a beer. From and I bought this at a random place, a random um, place that I uh, found that was kind of like a corner store slash novelty store uh, slash. Uh, I guess it had a decent beer selection, but the best part about this place was you could buy um, cans and singles. So this one is from the Noble Ray Brewing Co. It is the thirty thousand thirty thousand dollar millionaire. A sour golden ale with wine yeast, and it's a six point nine percent with eighteen IBU and one point oh seven oh OG. I have no idea what that is. The original gravity. Original gravity. Okay. Um, or original gangster. Uh, be noble, drink noble before it gets repoed. Uh, drive your three series BMW over to, and then it's the address of the brewery, which is kind of a nice touch. It's also got an awesome uh, cartoon picture on the front. Um, what looks to be uh, what would you descri- describe that as um, some sort of I was thinking like you know, LEG like Buyakasha oh yeah yeah that's yeah. what that is I mean he's not an LEG type character but he's definitely doing the Buyakasha mm. thing <laughs> I mean it, it, to, it, to me it's like a uh, I'm assuming this is a Texan jock 
Um, maybe white trash. I don't know. Well, the brewery's from Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. By the way, first impressions of this beer. I should quite like it. Um, it's got a sherbet-y aftertaste to it, which which I'm quite liking. It's got an interesting beer, isn't it? Yes. Way more than I expected when I bought it. Yeah, like I like it. It's got yeah. It's almost like a. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, like that sherbet. My sherbet and bananas and vanilla. Like it's. It's kind of what I'm getting. Mm. I, I think what's what's quite interesting about this is essentially the. The label is quite. The label is designed to make it seem like it's just going to be a golden ale almost. It doesn't seem like it's the sort of thing where um, you would look at it and go, yes, I'm going to... I'm what a is re- it golden ale? Well, sour it's a sour And except that it says sour in the can. But, but I, I, I feel like it's it's almost designed for... It's it's designed to trick you into drinking it. Mm. And then you go, oh yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good. And it is a, um, a bread. Mm. Mm. Sometimes they nail the bretomizers. Wine yeast, brett, and lactobacillus. So it's three a three yeast blend. Um, what are people saying about it? Yeah, what oh, fine is, is that is a good question. Losing uh, its mind. Here we go. Um, Brian R at the Riverbend Casino and Hotel. A good tasting goza. Well, it's not a goza, and there is no salt, pro- salt profile to this at all. <laughs> but a good tasting goza with the all caps, lowest IBU I will ever have. Have I four stars? Haley at the market. Brian, Brian Harris come to two IBU! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Whoa. Uh, Haley at the market at Lakeside. The tang of a wine and lemon. Not something I would usually drink a whole 12 ounce of, but it isn't hard to drink this. Three and a half. Um, Paul D at the Intrinsic Smokehouse and Brewery. Happy to try it since Noble Rain went under. 3.5. What? So I'm guessing you will never be able to have this beer again. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, Michael J at North House, Northside Draft House and Eatery. Sour and so good. Find it and enjoy it while it's still available. Sad face. Five stars. Uh, Kirby C. Sour as fuck. Tasty. 4.25 out of five. Turns out you actually got what is now quite a rare beer. Um, it, it's been sold and it's closing, um, according to the Dallas Observer. They filed for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So they were not 30k millionaires. Uh, that's a shame. Ross M at Hutto, Texas. I assume that's a an area or a town or something. Uh, sour golden ale with wine yeast. Unique, pretty delicious. Yeah, I got money. 4.5 out of 5. Um, Gary WT at the Bearded Monk. Refresh, refreshing glue tart, but not overboard. 3.75. Hmm. Um... So Noble Ray, they've uh, been they've sold up to someone else. So they closed on the first of April. Oh, so they've still so the original. So it will be brought back. Yes, probably um, under another name. Um, they're, they're going dark for a while until the new owners take over. Um, okay, well, yeah, it sucks for the original guys, but hopefully yeah. they filed for bankruptcy in December twenty eighteen, uh, reporting more than one million in debt. Damn, a million. Yeah. Though in the, in the States, I don't think that's that much. Robert B. at McNally's in Tulsa. 
This can illustrates so much of my experience in Dallas. Love it. Beer is just okay. 3.5. <laughs> Excellent. Kind of. If we didn't want to go to Dallas before, now I really want to go to Dallas. Yes. All right. One more, if you can find it. All right. Um, Aaron O at Stony Ridge. Strange can. Strange name. Strange category. But it is quite tasty. 3.5. And uh, she has commented on her own post. The description on the can is sour golden ale with wine yeast. I guess I just don't fully understand the complexities of beer production. So I like that she's acknowledging that, you know, hmm. she has more to learn about yeah. sours. That's a very, two very insightful comments there. We're definitely not used to that. Um, yeah. And this is definitely, look at some, just some of these comments in general on this thing. This artwork, this thing is definitely, I think you were right when you were, yeah. you're kind of uh, Dallas, like burgundy, mm, yuppie, kind of. But there's clearly, this character exists in Dallas. It, it's, it's a bet. The, this whole label is a bet. Um, I think it's fascinating. Um, what do we think about it? I think about it pretty similarly to the previous beer, I think. I think it's a great sour. Um, it's different, obviously, because it's you know it's a sour golden rather than a sour red. So you know that's yeah, but yeah, I think it's equally as good. So I would give it three point seven five. Yeah, hundred percent. That um, I think those. Well, I mean, it's no surprise. I think the banana and the sherbet are hundred percent coming from the yeasts that are used. It's um, yeah, to blend three yeasts and have those complex flavors coming through i hope that whoever has brought the um bought the brewery continues down this path because it's it's a good sour like i yeah yeah i could see this evolving into like a four four point two five four point five sours potentially this seems like yeah the start of a journey that i hope continues hmm. yeah i i agree i think it's i, I think it's a really it's way better than I expected it to be when I bought the can. Um, I, th- I think they've done a good job. I do think, I do agree. I think it's a 3.75. Um, it probably has potential or maybe whatever the next, um, the next sour they make after this one will be the one that has the potential. But it's, look, again, hopefully the new owners have, um, have big plans for it. So 3.75, I think. Okay. Yep. Um, we're very consistent on this series, actually. We have. No. We're, we're getting old and Let's complacent, I think. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with one more beer. And we're on to our last beer from Texas. And this one in particular is one that, uh, when I was standing at that fridge that um, thankfully sold beers singularly, not as a four pack. The fridge sold beers. Exactly. Fridge personally sold beers. Fantastic fridge. It's, perso- it's personified all the way. It's like a Pixar movie. Um, so, I bought this one and I, I put it into the fridge and I took it back out. But the thing that really appealed to me, um, and let me describe the label for you. Um, the beer the beer itself is called Christy. Uh, C-H-R-A-S-T-I-E. And it's just got this um, illustration of this woman with... Um, uh, with a gun and it's got the bang uh, uh, like the bang flag coming out of the gun but the thing that really um, got me in about the whole thing was this 
um, it uh, follows a very similar sort of thing to what uh, their entire range um, are based around, like, you know, people with names. Very similar to what someone like co-conspirators are doing. And to me, every time... And I thought, well, I don't know whether this beer is actually going to be any good. Um, but I think the labelling is definitely worth considering just because of the fact that it they're clearly trying something that they want people to go into the store and say, I'll have a Christie. Yeah, it really... Yeah, it's very it's very Clint esque. Mm, mm. um, Clint, but, you're probably not listening, but um, someone will tell you about it. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, like if I saw that, and you can't see, but I am holding it with the uh, woman with the gun and the bang thing coming out of it on a shelf that would stand out. It's very. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like Chris said, it's yeah. very co-conspirators, Clint esque. It's from High Sun Brewing. Um, it is a. American Blonde. Blondale, 5.6%. And they are, they, they are up in Austin Brewery. Um, so people, what are our first impressions here? Um, or second impressions? Or third it's, impressions? It's a Blondale. It's a Blondale. I mean, mm. it's not a style I'm a massive fan of, just generally. But yeah, so it's, yeah, it's kind of that. Also, it's like the more kind of, it's obviously using Belgian yeasts or something like that, because that more Belgian-y style. Yeah, definitely. Um, Blondale, basically, rather than the American style, so it, it, it's it's fine. I mm. don't. Yeah, I think it's exactly well, it's exactly yeah, what yeah. what you said, Chris. It's it's. I mean, jumping to the conclusion here, but it's a three point five. Like it's yeah. a just decent, sure. Blondale <laughs> would drink again, but not doing anything special. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I didn't expect a rating so fast, exactly, but you know, I see okay. I see your point. <laughs> it's exactly what you expected it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. It it. I I kind of looked at it and I knew that it wasn't going to. Um, well, it might have won awards, but um, not in terms of blowing people away. It is averaging three point five seven on Untapped. Yeah, it is a three point. It's very much a three point five. It's the very definition of it. Um, what are people saying then? Um, why? What are people saying? Uh, if anything at all. Um, okay, if I scroll past comments from men that are. Uh, Somewhat misogynistic. Oh, they talk no. about blondes and women. Oh god! Okay. Um, I, didn't how... even, I didn't even expect that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Here we go. Um, Zach S. Purchase at Total Wine and More in Cedar Park. Tasting night with my big bro. Such a complex blonde without compromising the crisp, easy drinking that makes a great blonde ale. Four stars. Matt G. No location. Really freaking good. Four stars. Andrew W. at the brewery. Very light. Better. Maybe means bitter. I don't know. I'm hoping better. Easy to drink. 3.5. People are not saying much that is useful. Bill C. No location. Post endgame. Pre-GOT. I'm exhausted. (laughs) 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 3.75. Well done, Bill. Aaron L. at Lambert's Downtown Barbecue. Beer-flavoured beer. Three out of five. <laughs> Edward L. at the brewery. I don't normally like Blondales, but this is solid. Hashtag backhanded compliment. Three stars. <laughs> it's like negging, really. <laughs> I mean, lots of three out of fives. But then again, I mean, I... What's well, actually quite... There's Interestingly, there's a lot of... um. There seems to be more... 3.5 to 4 seems to be more of the... uh, 
rating in early in early days. Maybe the batches changed. It seems to be getting a lot of three point five to fours. Okay. And then so I think maybe a lot of these early ratings maybe actually came from an earlier batch. I don't know. Because I can never imagine giving this a four. No, not at all, but uh, beer W at High Sign Brewing. Basic blonde, cool spot though by the airport. So that's near the airport, is it? Yeah, must be near. Must be near the airport. Oh no, that's Aaron L. You read that one. Why are you scrolled down a lot for that comment? There's a lot of digging, I think. Um, it is interesting that. Um, maybe the first one they did. Maybe it was a four four star beer. The first one they did, but maybe it was too expensive to make. Uh, JLC at Greenville Ave he's, there's a picture of him holding the can in one hand and doing like a you know hand gun symbol with his fingers and with a really creepy kind of look at the camera there um, can I have a look? oh yeah that's creepy yeah uh, pretty light it's a fine brew bang bang uh, light gun play gun emoji 3.5 uh, David S at high sign very nice blonde with some biscuit notes 3.75 out of 5. Does anyone okay. taste some biscuit notes? Um, I do not taste... Well, that's the thing. I mean, biscuit can be anything, really, right? Biscuits, mm. biscuits and gravy? Like, what's a biscuit? Like, you can put any flavour you want in a biscuit. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a, um, like, um, a philosophical question. What is a biscuit? So, What is a biscuit anyway? Are we all not biscuits? All right. Uh, Roger, who has a Coda glass for it. Um... She's a American blonde and I'm a German Irish scruff. Cheers to me, mofos. Thanks, Justin. Four stars. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, one more if you've got it. Uh, I'd read this one, but it is... Um... Oh, no. See translation. It's in Japanese. Because the jacket was cute, the beer only I bought it. It was not possible without. Three stars. Yeah. So she's basically... Um, yeah, she, she, she or he... I don't know if Kisuke is uh, the, a male or female. This person has nailed has the done exactly what you did. Well, I wouldn't have bought it, but it had a cool label, so I bought it. All right, folks, what do we think about this? Um, yeah, what I said before, it's three point five. It's a down the line Blondale. If this was my local brewery, and yeah, if, if I was going to the footy and there was a four pack of this in the fridge, I'd happily buy it and drink it. I wouldn't be mm. seeking it out though. It's exactly what it should be as a core cool range blonde. Yep, agreed. Yeah, three and a half. I'd have it again, but yeah, I'm not going to go and sort of go out of my way to, to locate it. Yep, totally agree. Uh, it's, I was going to say it does what it says on the label, but I think it does more on the label than what it does in the can. Yeah, there, there, is, there, is, no, there is no bang bang. <laughs> wait, wait, is that an, was that a comment or just your comment? That's just my comment. Okay, there is definitely no bang. <laughs> there is no bang. Um, yeah, it's... I think it is, it does nail, it's a 3.5, but it really nails the concept of, if you've got a good label, people are going to pick up the beer. It may, they may not drink it, but they're going to pick it up. Or, sorry, they may not enjoy it, but they're going to pick it up. So, I think that's it for our Texas episode. Um, it is, yes. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been drinking loads of relatively interesting beers from Austin and around Texas. Um, I am Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. See you in Los Angeles. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Catch you next time. And we will talk to you all next week. Okay.